we're gonna bitch and shit all over everybody. Welcome back to the Hawk Dog Report. We're here today looking at week six, and I'm joined as usual by my co-host, Walker Tassin, and our producer, Andrew Chang. What's up, fellas? Howdy, howdy, howdy. What a week, what a week. Two games on Monday, more, more football than usual. It felt like more football than usual, which means more anxiety, of course. Um, <laughs> it seems like we've had so many matchups go down to the wire in this league. Um, just a, a lot to get through, a huge changes on the power rankings. Walker, what, what's your take on this weekend? Oh, man. I mean, my take is kind of on the guys on the bottom. Uh, I like uh, a couple of the guys in the bottom six coming up and making a stre- making a uh, stretch run down the stretch. And then just unluck, unluckiness by the, uh, the guys at the bottom, man. I don't understand some of the things that's happening. It's really weird. Yeah, and there's been, there's been a lot of mystifying things. Um, it, you know, it, I don't know if you've been doing this, but the last, like, I don't know, for some reason the last week or – Two weeks, I've been more focused on trades. And I'll, I'll say this just honestly. I've done more trades in my head than I've actually proposed in <laughs> reality. Um, and the sort of things that you're thinking about are pretty are pretty nuanced. Um, a lot of it has to do with name recognition. A lot of it has to do with, you know, am I getting better this week? What am I sacrificing this week? Like me and Andrew's matchup was pretty impacted by the fact that he – traded someone, got Michael Thomas, who was on a buy, right? So a lot of it depends on what position you are, and that either raises your level of desperation or raises your level of risk level because you can make risks when you're in a position like Andrew was, who was 4-1. and Yeah, it's a now versus a future thing. You know what I mean? And it is a week-to-week matchup, so the now does have more of an impact than a guy like me. Like, I would like to think it does. But, uh, yeah, man, each win counts. And it's interesting to see people's behaviors kind of shine through the trades um, and sort of it gives you a good idea like of certain quirks about them. Um, you know, Andrew, Luke Duke seem to be the people who are most active in, in trying to to stimulate trades. But then you see Bob over here and, you know, I guess I'm going to come to a screeching halt here. Today, a big trade was made, and oh yeah, two different teams kind of going in two different directions, it seems like. Bob won't like to hear that, um, but Grady gets Nick Chubb and Sammy Watkins, kind of a throw-in, um, and Grady, get, Grady gets, excuse me, Grady gets Nick Chubb, Sammy Watkins, Bob gets Debo Samuel, a guy he already had, who, and he dropped, and who, who was the other person he got? Devonte Freeman. Devonte Freeman. You know, it it kind of looks like when I first saw it, I was like, God, what are you thinking, man? What are you thinking, Bob? And then uh, the more I thought about it, I was like, you know what? Bob needs to win now. Bob can't wait for Nick Chubb. You know what I mean? So maybe Nick Chubb comes back. Maybe he, you know, takes his spot back from uh, uh, Hunt. But, I mean, I, I actually, the more I look at it, the more I think it's a good move for Bob. It's the it's the perfect move for both teams is exactly what you just talked about, Dave. 
Grady's obviously sitting at sixth place, last team in the playoffs right now. But if you look at Grady's lineup, he doesn't need any additions at this moment. But what he is getting is the ultimate insurance for Kareem Hunt um, for the stretch run. And then Bob's making a move for the present. He's getting two guys. If you look at Bob's team, those are those two guys are in a starting lineup this yeah. week and both projected yeah. to have double-digit points. So it's like it's a no-brainer for both teams. I'm glad that both of them were able to find a deal that, that served both of their interests and makes total sense for where they are in the league. And I'd like to see, obviously, Bob climb up the power rankings because of this trade. And then Grady's just going to be – his team's just dangerous going down the stretch now. It's yeah. kind of weird because Devontae Freeman is like kind of like a wide receiver that plays running back, and Debo is kind of like a running back that plays wide receiver. So he gets like rushing yards from Debo and re- extra receiving yards from Freeman. It's you know what I, I I his lineup doesn't look bad at all this week, man. He's actually pretty scary. Who's he playing? Oh, he plays Cole this week too, and that's projected to be a close matchup. Good matchup. Yeah, no, but I think as far as outlook over the span of about three or four weeks, nobody's has improved more than Grady um, and to from where he was to now um, you know he was beneath he was beneath the glob earlier and now he's firmly entrenched in the middle upper glob which is a tough place to be but it, for him you know looking at him at number six is not merely just oh I'm half you know I'm about mediocre I mean he's risen to this point and there's no reason and no evidence to suggest that he's not going to rise even farther. Um, his team is scary. It's got everything you want. It, you know, like Andrew said when we were prepping, no weaknesses there. Um, and, and a so, solid tight end that's going to get him points every week. No stinkers. And great white buffalo this year. Great, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, Bob is a guy that's reaching out for for players because he's at risk of you know falling beneath the glob into a place that is pretty much unnamed. I mean, do we have a creative name for the bottom three? Um, I, you know, bottom feeders, uh, the basement, the dungeon. Um, he's at, the fr- fringe class. Yeah, well, I'd say even worse than that. It, it's a place where you don't want to be. Tor's looking to fish him way, his way out of there this week. Um, is, it, is it the sunken place from Get Out? Yeah, that's a good. That's exactly it. Yeah, that's <laughs> perfect. We got there. Um, all right. Um, we're going we're gonna to move on from our trade analysis. Um, we expect more to come in soon. Obviously, those, you know, the trade, the deals, they're becoming more important as time goes on and, and teams are trying to make moves. Um, but also, um, we have a public service announcement. Everyone remember that the last day to make trades is on November 14th so it's less than a month and away so whatever deal you're thinking about doing just know that on the 14th excuse me starting on the 15th that deal can no longer be made go ahead walker i was get your deals in fast folks that's less than a month there's a lot of chatter out there about potential trades going through so get your business done fast get the signature people yeah and so you know Move fast, move quickly. Um, we're gonna we're gonna move on. Don't say we didn't remind you. You heard it here first. If you didn't know already, now we're gonna get in to the power rankings. This week we got some changes. We got some moves. The glob has gotten bigger. Absorbed new people. We got you know similar things at the top. 
And let's move right into it. Let's get in to our hot dog power rankings. Coming in at number 12, The Clyde Frog Show. Mom, have you been here all day? No, sweetie, I've been at the hair salon. Why? Somebody's been in my room. Big art, man. You know, with art's team, like, I mean, for instance, a perfect example, like, it, I, I just don't understand what's happening with them. Like, Lamar Jackson <laughs> had, like, two 13s in a row, and then last night, Edwards Hilaire went off, but he got, like, 16 points the hard way, like 180 yards and no TDs. And now you're looking at him, you're like, all right, he's picking up, but he's got all these buys on his roster. He's got he, – he doesn't even have a starting running back to put in there this week so i mean man it just couldn't be unluckier luck for art yeah the bye week is coming at the worst possible time um for all of his players john brown ty hilton coming into this year guys that you at least at least expect to get you like eight to twelve per game are coming up with like zeros ones twos it's astonishing and then the edwards alaire thing um I, I, I was tracking our conversation last night, you know, the hot dog, and it's just – and watching the game, you're just like he's – everything is working against him getting points. Um, and now you have Le'Veon Bell in the mix. We don't know how that's going to change things. But it, it just – it's a comedy of disappointments, and it, it doesn't seem to be getting better. You know, not a lot of trade bait. Um, you know, starting two tight ends this week most likely – Really, if I'm art, I'm thinking, and this isn't even like healthy thinking, but I'm I'm thinking, how can I be an anarchist and sabotage things? Because that's where I would be at. You know, actually, you know, if I was art, man, I think I would try and trade Lamar Jackson for a couple of pieces. That's it. I, mean, I was just gonna say, like, watch watch him slide Derek Carr in this week in place of Lamar Jackson, and Carr drops a forty. That's the kind of luck that Art's had, you know. Like, watch this team that he's going to cobble together this week be the be the team that gets him off the schneid while all these guys are on on by. It's just crazy. It's, I, I I was saying for a lot of episodes that I thought Art was a top 16, but I will have to admit right now, Art, it's not looking good. But stay in it. Stay aggressive. Make some moves, man. 
And I think that that sixth spot is still within reach. I mean, there is the glob. You are, you are not that far away. You're only two games out of that spot. It looks worse than it is. <laughs> looks way worse than it is. Yeah. Two games no, out. That's two weeks. We've got um, how many? We got eight, six or seven more weeks till the playoffs. So he could turn Lamar Jackson into two players, and then possibly and Godwin. He could expand his depth. Um, I think so. With, yeah. With some moves, you know, if you're thinking, if you need a trade suitor for Godwin, mm-hmm. I'm here, Art. Mm-hmm. Let's talk. He's um, also got Tanyan, who you know, I mean, Tanyan looks like he could be the next stud lined up at tight end. Yeah, he needs a couple more games under his belt of more scoring for that to be a possibility, though, at this point. Yeah. Um, Well, Art, we're going to move on from Art. Um, I guess there's only one way to go but up. Um, And like Drew said, you're only two games out. That's a perfect positive reframe. Um, Two games out, a couple games to go your way, and you're right in it. We're going to move on from number 12 into our number 11 spot on the power rankings. Odell, yeah. We had a great time. We walked around the lobby. It's great. Bought me a pen. <laughs> wow. And to top it all off, we even made a trade. Oh, really? Yeah. I gave Peter Ronnie Brown. Okay. And he gave me Plexico Burris. Are you serious? Yeah. Are you for real? See you guys in the playoffs. He trade raped you. You've been trade raped. But not trade raped. Yes, okay? How many games have you seen Plexico Burris play this year? I don't know, but the Giants have been doing... Ah! answer is zero because the guy is in jail for two years you moron he told me that wasn't black okay. how did you not hear about this you i heard about it i didn't think it was that guy that's him connor man you know i mean he's had bad luck too man i mean he finally puts deshaun watson on the bench and does the cam newton thing only for cam newton to light that just Ugh. laid that huge egg last week i mean plus i mean he ran into me where it's my best week of the year too so it's weird timing for these last these last two spots here, man. They just have had like terrible luck like the last three weeks. He he really does have like like I look at him and Art's team and I and there's more hope here mm-hmm. with what with what I'm looking at right now. There's there's a reasonable like there's evidence to suggest an improvement. Especially he has Justin Jackson and for in the interim he'll be more productive because then Kelly and Eckler's out still. Cam Newton, Beasley is sneaky good. Evans Beckham, Peterson Schuster. I mean, Schuster's, it's been amazing, his drop. And, you know, he makes a trade for him because of the name, I think. But you look at his production, he's just an average receiver. So there's more evidence that he can pull out of this than Art. Um, it's still tough to be in that position, though. His um, Just looking at Deshaun Watson, Odell Beckham, and Mike Evans, like those three alone – could win him a week, right? So he has that core right there. Then you just need a couple of okay performances balanced across the board, you know, double digits from Beasley and Peterson and Jimmy Graham. And yeah, he can win any of these weeks where, you know, you're winning like 105, 115 or something like that. Um, Walker knows what that's like to win games, only scoring 100, 110. He could be, he could win two games and be back in it as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and so, and and just like w- while we're doing this, take a look at the projections for this week at some of these matchups. There's like a one point differential for like four different matchups. So a- as it stands now, I mean, he's playing Grady. That's not, you know, that's just a tough. We've already talked about Grady's team during this podcast, so we're not going to sit here and pretend like that's going to be an easy matchup. But you're right. Like Andrew said, anything can happen. And, 
you know, if Walker sprinkles a little magic on a matchup, maybe, um, you know, <laughs> his team will score 89. Um, He's got good matchups this week, too. Juju against Tennessee, Mike Evans against Las Vegas, and Odell Beckham against uh, Cincinnati. Those guys, all three of them could put up big numbers. All right, let's move on from Connor. Um, we're going to move into number 10 on our power rankings. Um, we have changed it. If you're looking at your power rankings right now, this may confuse you. But coming in at number 10, the Rain City Bitch Pigeons. Hello. Yeah. I'm here for the gangbang. Bobby Digital. Bob's not going to be too happy about getting bounced back. But uh, you know what? Uh I'm looking at his lineup right now, and uh, it's pretty scary, man. I mean, he's got Cole this week, and that's projected to be one of those one-point matchups that you're talking about. I mean, Cole's look like if, if Cole has uh, Christian McCaffrey coming back, it's going to be, you know, a little more dangerous. But uh, this week's going to be interesting. We have to see what Melvin Gordon does and if they still like him down there. And if they do, Bob's right back in the mix. Yeah, it, and this is not a, a, in any way a um, making fun of Bob. But I don't think Bob has like if you if you did a clinical test for trade shame, I don't think he would score very high. I think he is confident and he doesn't ex- experience much doubt <laughs> or um, kind of indecisiveness when making these trades. Because you know, on the surface, some of these trades are pretty risky. When you do when you dig a little bit deeper, you can kind of rationalize it. But Bob is not afraid to pull a trigger, make a move now, and like you said, Walker, as I'm looking at his team, um, some of these guys that ha- that are on his team right now are currently in the midst of their best production of the season. And, if you, you know, so you could say that his trade lock is buying, um, buying guys who haven't played their best this year. And so if you think about, well, what's Brandon Cook's going to end up with? What's Dan- Debo Samuel going to end up with? They haven't played their best football yet. So Bob may see that happen on his team, which would – like I said before, rationalize these as good moves in the future. And he's got like, I mean, Keenan Allen going down to a normal team would be bad, right? But he's got Mike Williams to plug right in there. So, I mean, he's really not losing any beat in that San Diego passing game. So it's like, man, I, his receiver, I mean, look, and Brandon Cooks, he's just been hot lately too. I mean, I don't see it. I don't think it's going to continue, but man, like his wide receiving core is good. I mean, fuck man, I guess, a lot of a lot of teams in our league have a great wide receiving core. Yeah, so Bob, I, know, I assume you're listening. Um, the reason we moved your team back is because you aggressively insulted us last time uh, on your recording, <laughs> and fu- you know we're telling you to fuck off. Okay, <laughs> we didn't base it on anything more than that. All right. Hey, I got to stop you guys. I forgot Bob sent us an audio thing. I just want to start off by saying. How dare you, David, say I'm in a dangerous place? Nah, Mm-mm. not Bobby D. I mean, actually, technically, uh, my actual location right now is, I mean, you could consider it a relatively dangerous place. I'm up in Hilltop right now. Um, but, I mean, as far as fantasy goes, nah, man. The Rain City Bitch Pigeons were coming out firing on all cylinders this weekend. We had a lot of buys last week. We're going to come out here. We're going to drop 140 on your ass, Cole. I'm sorry. I love you, man, but it's just the way it has to be. Um, you know, we got uh, 
It's going to be a good week for the Rain City Bitch Pigeons, man. We're going to bitch and shit all over everybody the rest of the way. Uh, you know, Chase really let me down last week. I named my team after him, and he gonna, he's going to do that to me. ain't cool, man. But, you know, here we go. Uh, just be ready. Uh, be ready for me. South Beach ain't ready for Bobby D. Hey, and look, man, I'll tell you like I told you last week. Fuck all you motherfuckers. You're all fucking going down. Starting with you, Cole. I love you guys. I love you, Cole, but this is where I always got to be, man. I got to fucking win, and I'm going to do that because Bobby D don't play no fucking games. Rain City Bitch Pigeons coming at you. What's up? That's what I do. That's Bobby D. There's there's a lot there. There's like all all phases of Bob in there. There's like <laughs> meandering to, around his points. Stopping and saying I'm sorry before telling someone to fuck off, um, you know, it, you know, telling me to fuck off because I said he's in a dangerous place. It, there's just there's a lot of energy there, um, and a lot of it disorganized. But we get your point, Bob. Uh, Cole, you love Cole, but his team's fuck this week. Um, <laughs> you know, now after hearing that, uh, one the name change and two the uh, tone, I feel completely justified on bumping him down to ten. Yeah, I felt bad for it earlier. A lot of rebranding, a lot of rebranding and name changes for him, and shame on him, man. Like naming your team after Chase Edmonds, uh, that's just that's like an amateur move. Um, and it sounds like you're making fun of the Hawks with the bitch pigeons, man. Yeah, he said we're gonna bitch all over you. So bitch shit, be, bitch and shit. Bitch we're shit gonna bitch and face. shit all over you. Um, <laughs> all right, I'm getting used to just you know angry laments from Bob every week. Um, it sounded like he was sniffling. I hope he was outside when he did that and his neighbors heard him. We keep um, moving Bob down the rankings and he keeps sending us heated. <laughs> yeah. Takes. Not do that. <laughs> okay. We're going to move on um, from the rain city bitch pigeons. We're going to get into our number nine team, Mr. Unlimited. Tor Z. Man, it's been a rough couple of weeks for Tor. I mean, ever since Eckler went down, it's kind of been like his Achilles heel almost. But uh, you know what? It looks worse than it was because he ran into some heavy bye week action last week. And now he's got Kamara and Tyler Lockett back up in there with Robinson and Gallup and all those guys. And Fulgrim, you know, he looks – I mean, maybe he can keep it up for another third week in a row. So, I mean, this might be the week for uh, – oh, he's got the staggering stallions this week, though. But you know what? <laughs> You said that's that's uh it's projected to be one he's projected to win mm. by point nine, so or or one point one excuse me, so I mean I like Tor this week. As a matter of fact, this is my bold prediction of the week. I think Tor upsets the uh, the stagger swaggering stallions. <laughs> wow, we'll see if that's a, a hot take or a freezing one. Um, he he. He doesn't have Dalvin Cook right now. Stager doesn't. So this would be the week to get him. And he's starting to sign Jackson, um, which doesn't seem like his team would be in a position where he'd have to do that. But as I'm looking at his roster, it seems like that maybe that's the best play. Um, and look, he he's two and four and he's going into a week where um, if he can get to three and four and, you know, carry his team back to where he gets Eckler, um, you insert Eckler into that lineup. It's. It's formidable. And Fulgham, look, is, I mean, Fulgham, like what? He's, like, he's looking like he's going to be the guy there, I guess. And the guy, you know, it, it's just ugly in Philly right now, but he's looking like he's going to produce. He's got some good players out the wa- waiver wire. He weathers a storm. He gets Eckler back. And 
he seems he he looks like he's playoff bound if he can do that. I think so too. And he's I mean two and four looks ugly, but you know he's only one game out. You know, and like if he gets a uh, tied with some of these guys, he's got more points than all of them. So he's in a great position. That's a good point. Yeah, he's sitting there at seven thirty six. It doesn't look right down there. Um, yeah, he, he he should be in the glob with us with me. <laughs> I'll say that. Um, okay. Let's move on from Mr. Unlimited and go into our number eight team on the power rankings. Newly minted and rebranded, just like Bob, the South Beach All-Stars. Cole. Cole's won two in a row, and he's still got one more week until Christian McCaffrey comes back. But, man, oh, man, he's looking scary. I like the name change. Little Fitzmagic never hurt anybody. And, uh, man, he's going to be scary down the stretch. Watch out now. Yeah, it's it's really like he's a, a huge part of his team is contingent on the Rams playing well, his starting lineup. <laughs> yeah. and so even though he won on Sunday night, it was – or, yeah, Sunday night – it was a really uninspired effort. Like his team was trying to lose, like, you know, dropping touchdown passes, Goff not looking great. Um, Some of the early, like good feeling for Cole was about like Goff looking better, Cup being good, and then Higby, like a two touchdown performance. So having DeAndre Swift is huge to enter him in there. He seems like he's going to be the guy there now. And the Keelan Cole pickup was good. I love, Um, I love how Christian Kirk, Got the 80-yard bomb, scored 21 points for Cole, and he's on Cole's bench this week. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, wow. It's such a Cole move. He's like, no, nah, yeah. I don't give a shit what you did last week. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That is, There's, like, no person – like, there's no connection or, like, you know, I'm going to roll with this guy. It's just about – and he's playing Seattle, too. So maybe he'll rethink that. Um, he's just like Tor, and it's, you know, kind of um, interesting to see them so close in the power rankings because they have their stud – player out and both of these teams have similar narratives that's why i put them in the, in the infirmary last week um together because they seem so closely connected he said something funny this weekend he was like next year i'm gonna get cole beasley keenan cole mccall hardman i'm gonna go hard on coles <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> wow. that's get yeah. all the coles next year yeah that's funny for a data analyst that's funny to to have that like, name recognition be important on your team but we appreciate the quirks from cole um he he has a new he has probably the best um decal on his name it just looks like a kind of a gener you know millennial with ha- hair perfectly groomed it's Fitzpatrick. handlebar mustache it's fitzpatrick yeah never mind it's magic baby it's magic Fitzmagic. He's got Fitzmagic on the bench. Of course he does. He changed his logo to Fitzmagic and then sits him on his bench. That's what Cole does. Yeah, he needs that, uh, <laughs> that veteran locker room presence. Um, okay, let's move on. We're going to move on from the South Beach All-Stars and go into our number seven team, Genius Tendencies. Are you ready to be fucked, man? I see you roll your way into the semis. Dios mio, man. Liam and me, we're going to fuck you up. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Let me tell you something, Pandeo. 
You pull any of your crazy shit with us, you flash a piece out on the lanes. I'll dig it away from you and stick it up your ass and pull the fucking trigger till it goes click. Jesus. You said it, man. Nobody fucks with the Jesus. Man, Lions, man. He's I, I can't believe he's doing so well starting, uh, you know, LaMichael P. Ryan on the Jets. I don't, I, I gotta, has he done anything? His highest score this year is a 4.6, and Lions is like <laughs> – He's like in the top five in scoring, so it's amazing what he's been able to do, man. But he's got Russell Wilson looking like the MVP, Chase Claypool coming out of nowhere. I mean, I wish I wouldn't open my mouth about him earlier, but uh, man, Lions again is back at it, you know, with uh, not a full roster, and he's still uh, he's still smashing. Oh, he's got a full roster now. Watch out, everyone. Does um, he really? Yeah, I don't see any open spots on his bench. Um, You're right. And he's picked up, and he has he has some bye weeks this week. But you know, now that you spoke about Pirine, um, you've now just ignited him. He's going to have his best week here in the oh. next couple of weeks. Because if it, our podcast history tells you anything, it's when we make fun of Lions' choices, um, <laughs> it comes back to bite us in the ass. Yeah, right. Like <laughs> Bell just got traded. They believe they think highly of Pirine. Yeah, Lions has some like weird voodoo fantasy like going on where it's you know he sits there and twiddles his fingers and his guys just reach new you know new levels of greatness um line look he, he he lost last week but it was close he still put up a lot of points um and he looks like he has a number one receiver on the Steelers and Connor's playing better than he did last year um uh, man he's not a team you want to face he, he's right there where it's like some some teams in this league you have more confidence with him you look at the projections and throw them out the window. Trust me. Trust me. Do it. Um, okay, we're, Lions, we're going to move on from you. Much respect. Um, you're firmly entrenched in the glob. And we're going to move on to our next team, number six. Pump your Drakes. Hello, let us begin by introducing ourselves. I am Hans. I'm Franz. And we want to pump you up. Grady, man. You know, we spent a lot of time talking about him before we started recording. And, you know, you look at his squad and it's just, I mean, there's nobody in a starting lineup this week that I would, I, I don't like. I like them all. You know what I mean? And Kenyon Drake finally had uh, a big week last week on his bench. But uh, you know what? I was telling him he looks like the Walter Payton man of the year. We might need to rethink all this disrespect we've been giving him. He's a good guy. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Like, if you go on every single team and go to their top three worst players, you can like kind of learn a lot about a team's depth. Like my team is like Brashad Perryman. Um, <laughs> God. And a couple other like, you know, losers. Um, and with his team, it's like mile, you know, Corey Davis, Alan Lazard, Sammy Watkins, like those three guys. And I would take any of those guys off the waiver wire right now. He's built a stack team through smart fantasy trades and pickups on the waiver wire. He's been, I, I mean, he he's number one as far as using the waiver wire this year, right? I mean, Gaskin. Uh, um, he's our grinder, man. He's just been grinding it out, I'm, and now he's got to a very happy place, man. He's looking good, sitting at three and three, ready to make it. I mean, he's at full strength this week, too, sitting at three and three, and he's playing Connor, too, so he's got to feel great. Let's, yeah, let's. He's on a two-game winning streak. Let's not forget that he lost Saquon Barkley, you know? Like, if any yeah, of us lost our first-round pick, 
We, I don't think we beat oh, the top God, six I team. Forgot about that. Looking at I mean, what if, yeah, what if he had Saquon Barkley in his lineup? He could theoretically and, have the same team, <laughs> like with Saquon Barkley. Yeah. You know what I just realized after you said that, like with that trade that he pulled today with uh, Devontae Freeman and uh, Debo Samuel for Nick Chubb. If Nick Chubb comes back, he's got his first round pick back, mm-hmm. or he's got a better first round pick now. Yeah. So that's really that's really shrewd maneuvering right there. Yeah. He's, Shame on he's, you, Grady. He's early fa- <laughs> early favorite for GM of the year. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, let's move on from pump your Drakes and get into number five. On the power rankings, feeling it. I hope you're watching this because since you laughed at Mr. Thielen, laughs now back at you, sir. Dave, Dave, you know what? Uh, you bounce. I mean, every week you're putting up 130. I, mm-hmm. I don't know how Robert Woods is doing this, and now you got AJ Green coming back. Uh, AJ Brown. Yeah, AJ don't Brown, disrespect yeah, AJ Brown like that. Well. Yeah, my my fault. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Derrick Henry is such a beast. Uh, and, I mean, you have – you know, I realized this the other day. Like, uh, you know, we talked about Clyde <laughs> Edwards-Hilaire getting a 16 or 18 the hard way without any touchdowns. I have Robbie Anderson on my team. He's got one touchdown and leads the league in yards. Your guys are the opposite. <laughs> you have all the touchdown vultures on your team. Like, I spoke about Calvin Ridley being uh, Julio Jones' touchdown vulture. You also have Thielen, who is also the touchdown vulture in my Justin Jefferson relationship too. Like – you have all the pay dirt guys. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I I didn't I didn't focus in and Hawkinson too. He gets like two catches, thirteen yards, and a touchdown every game. Um, yeah, I mean, it, last week, like even when Drew had all those guys on Monday night, I was like thinking about possible ways where it could go down for me. Um, I'm still like I still have shell shock trauma from my previous losses, but it did feel good to have you know an easy week, so to speak. But, um, I mean, like, like Grady's team, like you look down Grady's team and it's just like sexy name after sexy name. Um, you look at my team, it's like, I, I kind of bet on the Titans offense now that I have John Smith too. And they're putting up like 42 points a game, but you're right. Derrick Henry is like post 26, the last three games, you know, it's, it's looking like my running backs might, you know, maybe not be the best, but they're going to carry me. Um, when, I, when you think of 95-yard touchdowns, do you think of, like, a speedy guy like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and not a 240-pound monster like Derrick Henry mm-hmm. doing it every year? It's true. It's fucking crazy. And, but the thing is, is I got a tough matchup against you this week, motherfucker. I have Thielen out this week. I, I'm struggling to find a receiver. Um, obviously, I'll be, I'll be trying to make trades this week, so we'll hopefully my team will look a little bit different this Sunday. Um, but – yeah, we we got a good one this weekend, man. I'm, I'm wishing your team was uh, performing like it was at the beginning of the year, but it doesn't appear to be to be going that way. So, Dave, without further ado, Dave, just there's no easy no easy matchups for you, man. No, no, that's no. the I'm, theme I'm, of this I'm, year. I'm the only member of the 800 Club, so um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just created that club, by the way. Um, it's a lonely place, in a good way. Um, okay, so we're gonna move on from feeling it, and we're gonna go into our number four team of the week. Players, Galladay. Hey, Monica, something in your shoe? I'm trying not to step on any cracks. Uh, why? Cracks are bad luck. With fantasy football starting up, I can't take any chances. Man, as good as it feels, uh, what doing what I did this weekend, like I look at my uh, 
my overall points, 687 and 624 against, and it still looks ugly, man. I still, it still looks bad, but I'm thinking it's going to even out with all the bye weeks. I'm hoping. I'm hoping that's what's going to happen. Yeah, it, it, it looks better. Um, it's not as offensive, but it's just like – for like some somehow some way it's like I blinked and one day I looked at your team and I went from thinking it was awful to be like wow this is really really good like I don't know what happened um and and all of a sudden like you know your starting lineup like Austin Hopper's a weak spot but other than that you have big tall receivers Galladay and Jones um seem to be playing really well Elliot's gonna get huge a lot of distribution um it, it may not equal in more success than he had with Dak, but it probably will. And then McKinnon, Jefferson um, on the bench as your backup. So And three defenses. So there you go. And, and you haven't yet, like, you, you have I got three Philip defenses. Lindsay sitting there, too. Wait, what the hell are you doing with three defenses? Well, I couldn't start uh, Cleveland and Green <laughs> Bay last week. I had to pick up somebody. <laughs> Washington against Dallas is smart. Um, yeah, I mean, you you haven't really had a – you know, you, you've only lost – you haven't had a two-game losing streak. You're, you're, you know, I think if, if I were to look at your team against mine, you'd probably pick your team, um, even though I'm projected by more. Brandon Ayuk is projected for a nine. I don't know why. But um, but we got a good we got a good matchup this week, and I really want to beat you just to put you in your place, okay? I think I'm, that I'm – happy, I'm happy that Henry put up a 40 last week, so he's less likely to do it this week. I think in terms of draft picks – Walker taking Robbie Anderson in the 14th round might be the best draft pick of the year so far. Nobody would have thought it, but it, it looks like that might be the case. Yeah, that's yeah. that's 14th round. 14th that round, is, second to last round. The leading receiver in the league. It's crazy. Yep. That's crazy. Well, that's, I, that yep. is, that, knew that was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he went from the Jets, and he just saw his potential. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was really nice seeing uh, Kyle Fuller shadow him the whole game last week, like, so, but that means this week Marshawn Lattimore is gonna get him too. So I might, I don't know, man. Lattimore hasn't looked great this year. Um, so I think we'll Justin Jefferson was the very last pick I took too. And he was yeah, like tenth round, picks. but like still, your tenth and fourteenth round picks were dominant. Ridiculous. Yeah. Well, yeah, this is gonna be fun this Sunday. Um, all right, we're gonna move on. We're gonna go into our top three, starting with number three on the power rankings. I'm so hyphy hyphy. Run for your life! The club is on the loose! Help! Archie, Jughead, Mommy, anybody! Man, Drew's been like a staple at this spot here. I feel like he's either been a three or two for a while now. And uh, you know what? Uh, this week when he's got no buys, he's got his tight end empty right now, but I don't even think he cares with everybody else he has in there. Gibson, Davis, Jacobs, Tom, I mean, the hits just keep coming. Yeah, and and he's doing the the um, Luke Duke strategy a little bit. I mean, it's not Luke Duke strategy; it's a fantasy strategy. He has Pollard, Snell, Brown, Penny. Um, you know, he's waiting for one of those guys to go down. If they do, that becomes a strong point for him. Um, Higgins has emerged. That was a that was a waiver wire pickup. And yeah, I mean, you look at those receivers, and you just can't beat it. Cooper, Hill, Thomas, and maybe. Just maybe the Dak and Cooper, like Cooper not performing and kind of being bipolar, maybe that was a thing with Dak, and maybe that'll change with Dalton. So, like, maybe, maybe. that was a relationship thing with Dak. 
I don't know. I can't explain it, obviously, because it's just I'm speculating. But maybe Cooper will become more important on that or more consistent on that team with Dalton. Did you guys? Did you guys see the like the ESPN update on the Cowboys today? How there's like it's like in total disarray, yeah. like the coaching staff. Oh yeah, they hate the coach. I mean, this is all fantasy dream though. This means that it is Cowboys playing from behind all the time, throwing bombs. It's great. There's 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 reasons to invest in teams like that. But I will say, I feel like the glob has like reached out an arm and is grabbing my leg. And is trying to pull me in. I see Mike Davis's his uh, starting gig slowly evaporating. I see the fact that I have no tight end and I can't find a tight end. And everybody listening to this podcast knows that I've hit you up to try to trade for your tight end. And the the glob <laughs> is right there, man. So I've, you know, it's nice to be top three, but that means nothing <laughs> come week 13, 14, 15. So I'm. I don't know, guys. I look at Grady's team and I look at my team. I told I told you guys before the show, I would trade. Grady, I will offer you all of my starting players right now for all of your starting players. We'll do a clean, <laughs> we'll do a clean trade. Clean swap. Yep. Yeah, it's 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 like some part of this, how you feel about your fantasy team is like where you're trending, right? So these rankings would be different if we just like talked about who's whose stock is rising, whose stock isn't rising. Um, and right now, it may not feel like your team is is, is rising in terms – because, I mean, not having a tight end, it, it just doesn't look right. But if you – and Mike Davis, obviously, I mean, it's going to be tough to fill that position. But you you probably already have trades on deck or trades in the in in the queue. So um, – You have a trade in the a queue. Couple, uh, one or two moves and, and you're right back in it, but it's, you know, you're in the top three and the glob is always accepting people. It does not have a, a you know, a strict criteria on um, who joins the glob. So yeah, watch out. Glob does not discriminate. No, the glob. Yeah. The glob does not discriminate. We could learn a lot from the glob, <laughs> our country. Um, okay. Let's move on from number three. We're going to go to number two. Um, same as last week, team Zimmerman. Luke Duke, man, Luke Duke lost Dak, and he like he just replaced him like it was nothing. It was like uh, really kind of shows you the value of some of these quarterbacks, man. I mean, they're really not they're really not as valuable as uh, their projections would tell you. But uh, Luke Duke, man, he's another grinder, man. I mean, his receivers Slayton, Ridley. I mean, now he's got Shark. I guess he can't start two tight ends, so I mean, right out Kittle and uh, you know. He's got all these good running backs, too. I mean, man, he's really good. He's just really – you know, he's kind of taking your unsexy role, though. Your team's getting sexier, and his team's, like, kind of taking that no-name, no-sexiness approach. Yeah, his team seems to, like, um, like you know, morph into new shapes every week. Um, <laughs> you know, like Tannehill on the bench now, now it's Stafford. He started on my team. I drafted him. Um, he's got Shark. Henderson obviously has paid off for him. He had both Henderson and Brown. Um, no Jonathan Taylor this week, but going forward, 
you know, Taylor will probably be in that mix with Tannehill. And Tannehill looks like one of the top seven quarterback in the league, at least fantasy-wise. Um, yeah, it's hard to see him going back in the power rankings too much, at least in the interim, he playing the Clyde Frog Show. Is he playing the Clyde Frog Show this week? Yeah. 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 It's looking like we'll probably see him here next week unless Art um, – you know, unless the Clyde Frog Show has something to say about it, but there's precious little evidence to suggest that's going to happen. Um, okay, we're going to move on from Luke Duke's team, and we're going to get into number one in our power rankings, the Swaggering Stallions. New high score! What does high score mean? New high score, is that bad? What does that mean? Does that break it? Stagger holding on firm into that number one spot, but uh, I said it before. I think that uh, towards the Mister Unlimited or or Mister Limited now is gonna uh, is gonna pull it out this week. Uh, Stagger's pretty much full brew this week, but uh, I you know I don't see it. He's starting uh, Deshaun Jackson and Latavius Murray. I think he's gonna put up some more stinkers, and uh, I expect Houston to play Green Bay tough. So I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is gonna play great either. Yeah, Mostert being hurt was was big. Um, Cook is expected to return after week seven bye. So right now is the time to get him. Um, he's been up there for a while. I mean, he's still he'll still be one or two even with a loss. But, I mean, you read names like Crowder, Robinson, Murray, Jackson. This is the week. I mean, even on a down week, he's projected 122. Um, but, yeah, you know, being at the top comes with a lot of responsibilities. But one of the things is that, Typically, people want to see you come down a peg. Um, so, you're predicting Tor this week, Walker. I think, you know, I think Tor has a good chance. It'd be nice to see Stager, you know, his confidence go down a little bit and get closer to us, but that's just jealousy. So, if he's 5-1, you know, go ahead. The, everybody thinks that, uh, especially in our league, like, we think it's, you know, what have you done for me lately? And, uh, you know, you never know. We might have seen the best that Stager had to offer already. So, uh, tune in this week and uh, – Let's see what Tor does to him or what Steger doesn't do. There you go. And, you know, and yeah, we'll check in next week and we'll see. Maybe there might be a new team at the top. Um, the glob might change. And we'll see if Art and Connor can dig, dig themselves out of that position. But that's it. This is the end of the power rankings. We're done with our hot dog report. Recapping week six and preparing you for week seven. You guys have a great night. And we'll check in next week. He's out. Bye, guys. See you, guys.